All right. So, hashtag Steve Spielberg. Hashtag Yes It Is Horror. And I don't even know if hashtags are a thing anymore, because it seems like Twitter is going the way of the dodo. Maybe. But even if Twitter doesn't go extinct, um, we know a group of animals that has, and that would be the dinosaurs, or at least for the most part, I guess birds are descendants of dinosaurs, also known as raptors. And of course, raptors are a primary uh, killer in the original Jurassic Park. So today I'm talking about Jurassic Park, of course and what makes this film so good or great, depending on, you know, how much enthralled you are with it, and why it is a horror movie. And yes, it's simply because there's something evil about those dinosaurs, right? You know, primeval, you might say. Uh, They're not even supposed to be on this planet anymore, yet in the world of Jurassic Park, science has somehow work the miracle of bringing those giant land-roaming critters back to life, and you know what? They'll potentially have you for dinner. So, um, yeah, that's part of the excitement of the movie, and I think it relates, or maybe harks back to, if you want to class up the language here, it harks back to the era of the caveman and all of those primitive fears that, you know, oh, we might just get devoured. I guess nowadays we focus more on, you know, sort of devouring ourselves, so to speak, um, by by destroying ourselves. Um, but back then, I think people were, in addition to the violence that we now know in, in modern society back then, we had more animal violence against us, presumably, right? And that's one of our primitive fears, and I think people still do have that. I do know people who are afraid of dogs, for example. Um, and if you think about that, this really kind of gets at those same kind of fears of animals and nature and having things that are outside of our control. And that's not just, you know, something we fear about other human beings. Um, one of the reasons that we have created so many of the things that we have is to sort of try to control nature, you know, forces, other animals, etc. And Jurassic Park kind of takes that idea, that reality, and uh, really exposes how fragile all of these efforts are and how, of course, we would try to cash in on a thing like having dinosaurs. And it would have potentially calamitous results. Well, who am I kidding? It it most certainly would unfold similar to how things happen in this movie. I mean, as we've seen with, you know, nuclear power, I mean, obviously some of you out there, you're probably in favor of nuclear energy and all that. And you know what? I get it. I understand that. Um, But obviously there have also been some problems with nuclear power. You know, uh, you've got, you know, Fukushima recently. Then, of course, Chernobyl came back into focus in recent years because it was looking at all of the uh, craziness that uh, helped 
that happened. And part of that craziness was incompetence. And what do you know? That's a theme that you find in this movie, too. No matter how many safeguards you think you have in place, sometimes all it really takes is a few things and a few people to make things go haywire. And really, that's a key component of what makes this movie great is that it actually does have some social commentary. I mean, yeah, you've got the dinosaurs stomping around and all that stuff, and they are pretty darn well done, you know? You can't take that away from this movie, at least not not like I would. Um, I wouldn't do that. Um, but Steven Spielberg's film, it's hard to believe that it came out way back in 1993. I was still a kid back then. And it's still probably the best in the Jurassic Park franchise. Yes, some time ago, an article I wrote um, suggested I thought the Lost World Jurassic Park was the best movie. But here's a fun fact. The creator of that website that I was writing for kind of gave it that title as a bit of a good old clickbait example. Um, I really didn't think that the Lost World Jurassic Park was the better movie in case you're wondering. I know nobody out there has probably even read that article, but I'm just saying, you know, that's a potential source of um, misleading information if anybody did by some miracle happen to read that. And in all honesty, that movie is a worthwhile follow-up, but it still doesn't quite match the original. And I think we all know one reason why, too. There's a bit of a nostalgia factor. This was obviously the first movie. But it was really one of the uh, examples of extremely well-done special effects. It really sort of ushered in the modern example of, you know, hey, we've got this high-budget movie, and what do you know? It's got these uh, aspects that would be very difficult to uh, create, you know, on a half-assed budget. So, you know, we're going to give it our all. And you're going to get results that are going to knock your socks off. And sure enough, you know, people were quite impressed by the special effects. And they still hold up today. Even though we all remember the dinosaurs above much else, let's not forget the original story tells the tale of Dr. Alan Grant, played by Sam Neill. And you also have Professor Ian Malcolm, uh, played by Jeff Goldblum, and Ellie Sadler, played by Laura Dern. Then you have a few kids thrown thrown into the mix. You know, you have Joseph Mazzello as Tim Murphy and his sister Lex, played by Ariana Richards. And Richard Attenborough is the park owner, Dr. John Hammond. And you have a few quirky characters, too. Wayne Knight as Dennis Nedry, who you probably have seen on Seinfeld and... He basically causes all of the chaos at the park through his thieving ways and, you know, to some degree, incompetence, too. I mean, let's just face it. The dude was, you know, a, a quirky character who was messing everything up. Uh, could have been a very simple operation. Or he could have maybe just said no to the uh, act of theft that ultimately triggered the calamity that obviously uh, made this an exciting movie. And in addition to him, though, you have Bob Peck as the animal wrangler, 
Wrangler guy named Robert Muldoon. And for good measure, Samuel L. Jackson appears as Ray Arnold. You know, he's the guy who's there to tell you to hang on to your butts. And, you know, I mean, honestly, he uh, he doesn't really play that big of a role in this movie. But he's there to kind of give it some pizzazz. You know, um, he's that cool guy that's, you know, in the computer lab as sort of a nerd. He's like the cool nerd guy that I think really this movie needed. And this movie also has a rather creative way to bring back the dinosaurs. You know, you have... Uh, you have it sounding more plausible than something like Doc and Marty getting into DeLorean. And I, I just think the idea of using a mosquito blood sample, you know, some dino DNA discovered in amber, I think that's both interesting and a little scary. Um, you know, the idea that some mad scientists, you know, some mad money-making scientists could uh, find this way to tap into some DNA and bring creatures back. And it would be a modern Marvel, but also a modern monster. In fact, the idea seemed so plausible at the time that many were amazed that this wouldn't likely happen in real life. You know, it's, it's something that really bums people out. And it, it again, taps into some um, maybe primordial childlike innocence I think when we learn about dinosaurs as kids, we really would like to be able to see these things, you know? And I I really think Jurassic Park found a semi-plausible way to make it seem like, hey, this could actually happen. And unfortunately, just like the issue of Romero-style zombies really happening in real life, there will always be some who say, you betcha that this could happen, and course they will have little conflicts with all those depressing naysayers who say nah it ain't gonna happen not today junior well so there, there's a little bit of a clash between those two different forces unfortunately but it can be entertaining to think about and really this movie kind of i don't think it i don't think people tend to have strong feelings about it exactly but you know the I, I do think it would be an interesting thing to debate. Like, to what extent could this movie have happen? You know, as this movie shows us, I would say maybe it shouldn't happen. Even putting aside the specific storyline here. I, I've not watched Undercover Boss, but my understanding is that it regularly reveals flaws and tons of business operations. So if a real place like Jurassic Park has any employees who are incompetent or nefarious, you know, shifty people, it could be game over, just like in the movie, basically. Although, let's face it, Jurassic Park doesn't end on such a depressing note, they kind of make it to safety, but it is kind of implied that the dinosaurs have taken over and that once they have a chance, you know, maybe they will end up dominating the Earth again. And it would be hard for people to actually control them. So it's it's food for thought, really. And the uh, horror here is not just the dinosaurs, but human incompetence. 
In terms of the action, I think Dr. Grant and the rest, you know, they have to act quickly if they were to prevent the disaster from eating them alive. And, uh, you know, you can say, what a disaster and what a delight. You know, it's a, it's a real treat. I know I enjoyed watching those scenes when I was a kid. And my, my nephew, George, actually really enjoys Jurassic Park. I'm sure he still would enjoy watching it today. I think the actors provide a strong combination of fear and wonder in their roles. And the dinosaurs within the film are still a scary thought all of these years later. I mean, honestly, who really wouldn't be scared of a dinosaur? Although I suppose human beings, they have a way of becoming jaded and all that kind of stuff. But I think if you were just randomly walking around and you saw a dinosaur, even somebody dressed up convincingly as a dinosaur, you would at least do a double take. I mean, that's that's only normal. And uh, as, as far as the characters go... Uh, for more commentary on that, Jeff Goldblum's character, Professor Malcolm, I think he brings in a dark and humorous element to the movie, sticking up for all the I told you so nerds out there and uh, all the naysayers. So score a point for us, you know, um, I, I would be one of those people, too. Of course, I think I think I wouldn't be as lucky as uh Professor Malcolm was, I think I'd end up getting killed by one of these freaking things. Um, but who knows? Maybe, maybe I'd be able to outsmart a raptor or something. You never know. They're smart, but they do have limited resources. I guess they they do run pretty fast. But you know, I, th I think I think humans do have a fighting chance, even against a raptor. Uh, although they they do run around in packs or as teams, if you will. So, I mean, it's it seems like somebody like me saying that would be overconfident. And, uh, you know, we would perhaps end up paying the ultimate price for uh, thinking, oh, yeah, I'm guaranteed to survive this raptor onslaught. And, uh, of course, another obvious villain character here would be the T-Rex. And what what do I even need to say about the T-Rex scenes? Those are those are just pretty pretty badass, you know what I mean? That's all you need to really say about them. Well, Neil's character of Dr. Grant, he's a prominent paleontologist and a fan of dinosaurs and you've got Ellie there too or uh, <laughs> I think that's her name. I just said her name earlier, but I kind of forgot it all, honestly. But, you know, those two characters help lend credibility to the science and natural history elements behind the film. Though I assume, like any movie, they probably get some of the details wrong. You know, I'm not enough of a dinosaur nerd to really know exactly how accurate all of the things are. But if you were to look up some uh, site that really discusses dinosaurs, I'm sure they would have a few things to say that would conflict with the movie's storyline and Jurassic Park is also often remembered for shooting in Hawaii which allowed for some great scenery and also allowed me to include it in a list of uh, movies involving Hawaii when I made an article about that topic and uh, what else do I have to say oh yeah with 
All that being said, Jurassic Park still holds up today. In fact, the special effects are so top-notch that, frankly, I think they're still superior to plenty of high-end productions being made even now. Granted, I think Jurassic Park is one of those movies a person might risk watching too often, but it definitely pays to watch it at least once a year. And uh, it seems like a summer blockbuster, so that's where I would recommend watching it. So um, I guess that's all I have to say about Jurassic Park. Uh, if you agree with me, that's great. If you don't, well, I guess that's great too. You know, whatever. We all have our difference of, differences of opinion. But um, yeah, have a good day.